Alright, turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I got the top button buttoned on my shirt for the first time in a while, and uh, <clears throat> I was excited about that. I'm not so sure anymore. But it's good to be here, as always. We had a real good week. And uh, we got to go. The Lord rearranged it some. I did not get the shot in my back Thursday as planned but we got to go to the hospital and one of my surgeons we got to see him invited him to come he said he'd come to the meeting as long as he wasn't working and uh, I got to see one of my nurses from the trauma ICU that I remembered I couldn't remember her name to save my life but I remembered her face as soon as she came out of the room, I said, that's her. And uh, got to visit with her. And our regular doctor invited the whole office to come. And so, <clears throat> many said they would plan to be here, obviously, Saturday uh, for the office. And I said, we're going to hold you to it. And so, Lord willing... Uh, we expect to see folks uh, here and uh, so we pray that the Lord will bless and bring people under the preaching of the Word of God and we've talked to some of these folks before some while in the hospital bed some while not about the Lord so want to speak this morning under a similar subject well actually the subject brother Crowder had if you if you was putting this in a systematic study this would be the same subject but I want to speak on the subject of sanctification but uh, I would title the sermon have you been sanctified by the Lord have you been sanctified <clears throat> by the Lord and I want to read in 1st Corinthians chapter 1 and particularly verse 30 is where we'll be taking our text from. And so we'll read verse 30. It says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And you see there are four things here that uh, it says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God. So God makes him, or who of God is made unto us, wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 
And so Christ Jesus is made this by God unto us. And so I'm, I'm asking you this morning, I'm asking us all, are you sanctified in Christ by God? Or has Christ been made your sanctification by God? I know that's a mouthful. And so simply put, are you sanctified by God? This is a Bible teaching, a Bible doctrine, such as justification. Uh, if I was, uh, I taught a study once on the oughts of the Bible, bought, sought, taught. This is one of those shun words, justification, redemption. It's one of those words. It's one of those big, mighty words of the Bible, election. It's a word to know. Adoption, regeneration. And when a person is saved by the grace of God, the Bible tells us that they are sanctified by God in the person of Jesus Christ. And this word, sanctification, the Bible teaches us throughout Scriptures that it means to be simply set apart. Look over, if you would, in Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. It means to be set apart. It has a lot of different meanings in the Bible, but this is uh, one of the primary meanings of it. And so when God saves a person, He sets them apart. And what does He do? He doesn't just set them apart. He sets them over here unto Himself. You see, God doesn't just take you and set you over here all by yourself. Oops. Y'all aren't going to forget that. And he's over here in the middle, and the lost are over there. No, he sets you over here, and he's over here with you. Amen. He sets you over here to himself for his use, for his purpose, <clears throat> for his glory. Right. Now, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 3. The Bible says, And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Because that in it He had rested from all His work which God created and made. That's, that's the Sabbath. He blessed it and He sanctified it. He set it apart from all the other days of the week. He said, this is the seventh day. Remember, He told the Jews in the Old Testament. He said, it's a holy day. That's what the word holy means. It's set apart from the other days. Look in Exodus chapter 29. 
I'm just giving you the sense of the word sanctified. Exodus 29 and verse 37. And it's interesting that the Bible tells us that God's people are a holy people. You know, the whole Catholic religion up here in the dark on the chart, the top part, the false religion, they say that in order to be a saint, you got to perform some sort of miracle, right? You got to do something special, and then they got to verify it in order to be uh, uh, some sort of saint. You know the word saint? Do you know what it means? It means to be uh, set apart, it's sanctified. That's all that it is. See, everyone who's saved is a saint. If you're saved, you're you're sanctified, you're a saint according to the Word of God. And so here in Exodus 29 and verse 37 it says, Seven days thou shalt make an atonement for the altar and sanctify it, and it shall be an altar most holy, Whatsoever touches the altar shall be holy. So here we have the altar itself. It's sanctified. It's set apart. This altar was set apart for the purpose of worshiping Jehovah. It wasn't an ordinary altar. Okay, this wasn't an altar where it was something that they could burn and they could go up to and say, okay, well, this is an ordinary altar. Let's I'm hungry. Let's just go ahead and cook some steaks on it. No, it was set apart. It was set apart for the service of Jehovah. And that's like our facilities here. I know it's just brick and mortar, but our facilities here are set apart for the services of worshiping the Lord God. They're sanctified, they're set apart. And so, we have here that the Bible speaks of sanctification in two different ways. Sanctification, particularly, deals with uh, being set apart or distinguished. And so, we're dealing with it this morning with, are you set apart in Christ Jesus? Are you distinguished? Has God made a difference. Look over to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And I said earlier uh, before the song service about God had begun to, to separate me. You know, before the Lord saved me, there wasn't really a difference between me and those friends. We liked the same things. We made the same jokes. We talked the same. Used the same words. Didn't do it around my parents. The same jokes. The same everything. I'm surprised some of the things I did, they haven't come home to roost. been pardoned and forgiven by God 
But that don't mean, I mean, bells have been rung. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, again, it means to put a difference. Well, verse 7, For who maketh thee to differ from another? Well, who made me different? It was God. And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst not didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? Well, who made you different? And if you received it, why are you glorying? Well, we already read in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31 that God did all this so that no flesh could glory in His presence. The word separated means to distinguish, to put a difference, to show marvelous, to separate, to set apart, to sever, to make wonderfully. So I want to ask you, has He distinguished you? Has He made a difference? And I know old people say, well, I'm different. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not like this one or that one. Or the other. I, I'm talking about sin. Do you love God? Do you love Christ? Do you desire to please Him? Do you desire to be in His house? Do you desire to worship Him? Do you desire to go home and be with the Lord? Do you desire to see others saved? Do you desire to worship Him? That's the difference. It's not just a left-right wing. It's not, a, it's not that. The Bible teaches us that God sanctifies us. And I want to note here, first of all, if you turn over to Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, that we are sanctified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are sanctified by the blood of Christ. That is, we are made perfect before God by the blood of Christ. And so again, to reiterate what we said this morning, are have you been sanctified? Have you been uh, set apart by the blood of Jesus Christ? Remember, we noted way back when that Israel had been set apart by the blood of the Lamb. Remember, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. God told him, He said, I want you to take the blood, and I want you to put it on the doorpost and on the lintel, and I want you to, when I see it, I'll pass over you. If I don't see it, I'm going to kill both man and beast, the firstborn in every house. But if I see the blood, I'm going to set that house apart. He set apart Adam and Eve by blood, didn't he? 
when he took coats of skin and he slew that animal and he made them coats of skin, he set them apart. Abel was set apart, wasn't he? Here in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14, it says, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Well, who's he talking about? What offering? Who's the he? It's Jesus Christ. And what offering? It's the offering of his blood at Calvary. He's the Lamb of God. He's the High Priest. And it's that offering, and He took that blood, and He perfected us with that one offering. He sanctified us forever. To be sanctified by the blood of Christ is to be made perfected before God by one offering. It was that which Christ offered at Calvary. And when you receive Christ by faith as your Savior, you receive Him as your sin bearer for all your sins, for past sins, present sins, and future sins. He takes care of them all. He perfects you. In Christ... My sins are all nailed to the cross. And in the eyes of God, I have been made perfect by the one offering of my substitute that is imputed righteousness. Therefore, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus to walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You see, God deals with us as children after we've been sanctified. And when you sin as a child, what happens? You get chastised. When you get out of the center of His will, what happens? You get chastised until you return from your, from your backslidings. And this happens because the Savior loves Him so much. And He loves Him and He will, he will continue to... Uh, uh, Give him and he will bear the rod of God's displeasure until he returns. But his standing will always be that he is perfect. He'll always be loved. He's not going to become unset apart or unsanctified. Now I'd like you to note as well if you'll turn to Romans 15 and verse 16. Romans 15 and verse 16. Secondly, 
that we are sanctified by the Spirit. Romans 15 and verse 16. And someone once said, well, which is it? Well, based on the scriptures, it's both. I don't understand why people can't see that. Some have to say, well, is he sanctified by Christ or is he sanctified by the Spirit? Well, it's clearly both. Because we're going to read here in just a second that there's sanctification by the Spirit of God. When God saves a person, He sanctifies them by His Spirit. He sets them apart. So I want to ask you, have you been set apart? Have you been severed from this world? Have you been sanctified, separated? Have you been made wonderful or distinguished by the Spirit of God? And you know what it is to be distinguished. You know, kids do stuff in school. They've done some distinguished work and they get recognized. We recognize the kids when they do something at home. My wife told me we have to do that. I told her years ago, I said, I said, what do you mean? She says, well, if you're going to punish them for being bad, you've got to reward them for being good. I said, I did. She says, how'd you reward them? I said, I didn't whoop them. You know, what's the old saying? Being good is its own reward? She said, no, no, no. Romans 15, verse 16. Again, sanctified by the Spirit of God. That I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. He says that they were sanctified, God saved them, and the Spirit of God sanctified them and set them apart. The Lord Jesus made no uh, truth clearer when He was here on earth that if a man expects to go to heaven, he must be sanctified by the Spirit of God. And He did so, we just sang a hymn about it, He did so when He spoke to Nicodemus about the truth of what? Being born again. Nicodemus came to him and he said, he spoke to the Lord Jesus about some things and Jesus said, you can't see the kingdom of God except you're born again. And he said, well, how can a man enter into his mother's womb a second time? He said, Nicodemus... You have to be born of the water and of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said, I don't understand. Of course he didn't. Because he's thinking with the carnal mind. Mm -hmm. 
You see, the believer's new life is begun by the Spirit of God. I agree with what Brother Daniel Will said in that song, I know whom I have believed. He said, I know not how the Spirit moves, convincing men of sin. I don't know how He does. I don't know how at the preaching of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit convinces men, women, boys, and girls of sin. I don't know how one day He did of me, but I know this, that one day the Spirit of God took the Word of God that had already been preached I don't know what was preached the day the Lord saved me. I couldn't tell you. But he took what had already been preached. He took what had been preached prior. He took what had been preached at other times. He took what had been said in one-on-one conversations. And he spoke to me about the Lord. And he convicted me of my sin and my need of Christ and I cried out unto the Lord to save me. And He did. He bore me again. It is the Spirit of God that creates anew and makes us new creatures in Christ Jesus. It is the Spirit taking the Word of God, bringing about conversion. No man can be saved unless these two things, the Spirit and the Word of God, are present in bringing about salvation. And this is our prayer, even as the brother prayed before this service. That men, women, boys, and girls, and particularly you who are here this morning, would come to know the forgiveness of sins that is in the person of Jesus Christ. And that those of us who are saved, that we might be filled with the indwelling Spirit of Christ. I'd like you to note thirdly, if you would, Turn over to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. I want to read here and then I want to read in John 17. That we are sanctified by the word. I want to ask you, have you been sanctified by the Word? Have you been separated and set apart by the Word of God? Have you been made wonderfully by the Word of God? You see, the Word is the seed that must be sown. And without that seed sown, there can no new birth take place. John 15, verse 3, Jesus said, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. In John 17, Gospel of John, chapter 17, and verse 17, 
the Bible says this, one writer stated in the greatest prayer ever uttered by the Son of God, he prayed for his people and he said, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. In these two passages of Scripture, we find here that the word of God must be used in sanctification. And perhaps I can make this plainer in this respect. Suppose there is a sinner that comes into the service, one who is a great worldling, and hears me preach the word of truth, and the Holy Spirit applies it to his or her heart, and leads this individual to see and realize that before God they are a sinner condemned. And this fellow is miserable as the truth of their wicked nature and deceitful heart is made plain by the Spirit of God and in repentance turns from their sins and beholds the righteousness of Christ and trusts in Him to save His people and trusts in the Lord Jesus to save them by His precious blood. And this individual's sins are forgiven. And now they're sanctified. And the Holy Spirit takes up His abode in the heart of this individual. And this individual begins to hunger and thirst after righteous, the righteousness of God. And, you know, we'd give them a Bible, wouldn't we? I mean, that'd be the least we'd do. And we'd continue to preach and teach, and we'd tell them what the Word of God says, and they would begin to read the Word of God and all Scripture being inspired, and the next Lord day, Lord's Day, the individual would come and present themselves uh, for membership to the church, and we'd say, well, why do you want to join the church? Why do you have a desire to join the church? And they'd say, well, I read in my Bible, that's, that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. That's what believers are to do. They're to be baptized and to become members. And so that's what we do. And so they join the church and we continue to preach and teach and, and soon they begin to tithe. And several months later, the individual is working for the Lord because they're taught by the Bible that they should carry the gospel to the lost. And they begin to bring others, bring their friends and co-workers. And they begin to tell others about the Lord. No wonder Jesus prayed, sanctify them through thy word, thy word is truth. No wonder he said, 
ye are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Because the word of God sets us apart. The word of God distinguishes us and it severs us from this world. And it puts a difference in our lives. So I want to ask you again this morning, have you been sanctified? Does the Holy Spirit dwell in your heart? If you haven't been sanctified, if you haven't been severed by God in the person of Jesus Christ, if you haven't been made wonderful, wonderfully by God in the person of Christ, then one day you're going to be severed from God. One day you're going to be separated from Him. Eternally. And you might not think about that right now. You might not think that's a big deal. You might say, well, so what? I can't convince you otherwise. But the Lord can. And I pray that He does. I pray that He burdens you so much I pray that He works on your heart so much that you lose sleep over it. That you can't eat up. That you're so worried about your soul and where you're going to go that you can't think about anything else until you get this resolved with you and God. It's that important. And I've been there. And so I pray that the Lord would sanctify you. I pray that He'd separate you unto Himself. And if you're here and you're without Christ, know this, that He's still sanctifying. God's still sanctifying people. He's still saving people. He's still calling people to Himself and He's still delivering them that are lost. He's still receiving all kinds of people. Men, women, boys and girls, all ages, no matter what you've done, no matter what you haven't done. Say, well, I, I just don't know. Well, come to Him and find out. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Have you been laboring over your sins? Well, come to him. He'll give you rest. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Maybe you haven't been laboring over your sins. Well, come to Christ and have a little conversation with him and you'll start laboring over your sins.
and then come to him for relief. While we stand, as the song leader comes, if the Lord's spoken unto you for whatever.